Hello, my name is Stephen Smith, the owner of 3Pi Squared, and this is the ABA Business Leaders Podcast. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our membership program. 3Pi Squared has helped over 700 ABA practices start up and expand. Our membership has over 45 hours of content from experts in the fields of law, accounting, diversity and inclusion, childhood development, mindfulness, business development, HIPAA compliance, marketing and branding, billing, and more. We also have discounts on things like our 3Pi Squared handbooks, professional liability insurance, background checks, HIPAA compliant email, contacts, calendars, and cloud storage. The membership also includes 33 CEUs, live Ask Us Anything events where you can come on and ask your questions as you're going through the program. And in our app, you can also add anonymous questions and get your answers. To learn more about the membership, please go to our website, www.3pisquared.com and click on ABA Business Leaders. And now let's get to the episode. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about burnout awareness. So, I mean, we can't talk about being business owners and leading companies and all of that without talking about how not to get burnt out. Sure. This is something to worry about. I I don't know. Worry about is the word I want to use, but it's the word I use for all of your staff. It's not. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like everyone, everyone in life, like burnout's a thing, especially in 2023 when we have been shaped to think that we can do all the things <laughs> uh, as we all kind of, I think, are, are starting to step back and take care of ourselves a little bit more. <laughs> it's becoming more of a thing than it was a few years ago. So it's super important, especially dealing with helping fields. And we're definitely in a helping field. You know, yes. we're we're helping individuals um, mostly on the spectrum, if not individuals that have a high level of need in a lot of cases are typically the majority of who we work with on day to day and, you know, helping the families. And then my personal experience coming from working in early intervention, you know, and helping families during those really difficult times where they're getting a diagnosis or they're not exactly sure how to connect with their child or how to teach their child because they're realizing their child is different and they're, you know, reaching out to us. So, there's a lot of emotion there. And so, yeah, from our techs, I mean, our, I would say that you're right. You know, it's not just us as business owners and directors and the leadership of the companies. It's important for us to model these things but sure. and, and to do it ourselves. But, yeah, I mean, every single person on our staff need these tools and skills and yeah. we need to and, and yeah. like that like talking about burnout like dude when i was when i was doing scheduling and the billing oh my goodness gracious so like it's it's not even like rbt's job is the job that i will never be able to do and so like rbt's out there if any of you are listening 
you guys are all amazing, but like billing and insurance, oh goodness gracious. So like that in itself can really burn someone out. So it's just, yeah, this is a hard business to be in. I don't think that there's going to be any like a wonderful position, right? This is just, it's stressful. You're helping people and, and there's a lot to do and um, and in a lot of cases, you're dealing with the politics and stuff of insurance, yeah. and, which is not as mainstreamed as we would like, would like it for to it to be. So therefore, it makes it more challenging. Yeah, I don't totally, know. That's, totally. I feel like that's real. So yeah. So burnout awareness. I don't know. Go on to the next slide. All right. Um, so we we're going to start with the definition of burnout because it is in, um, it's defined in the ICD, the Diagnostic Manual 11. I guess I'll read it uh, for those of you who can't um, see See the screen. So burnout is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. It is characterized by three dimensions. Very interesting that they specifically say workplace. Yes. Yeah. So burnout is a workplace thing. It's not. I'm burned out at home. I mean, you could, I, I'm sure you could be burned I mean, out at home, but like this is specific to the workplace. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those uh, stay at home parents, sure, I'm yeah. sure you consider that workplace. <laughs> you may not get paid. But. Yeah. Anyway, so the three characterized, um, it's characterized by three dimensions. So those three dimensions are feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion, increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job and reduced professional efficacy. Burnout refers specifically to phenomena in the occupational context and should not be applied to describe experiences in other areas of life. Okay, so I got to read that with all of the hard words. <laughs> Good for me. All right. So I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say? I'm not sure what the next slide is, to be honest. Yeah, no, is there we'll, anything we'll, more we'll on get this into it, But okay. it's just like, this is really just to say, look, this is a real thing. It's not some frou-frou thing. Diagnosis. Like, yeah. Right? Like, like so like this is, this is important, right? We, we need to understand what is going on and then obviously how to prevent it is is the biggest thing and and we'll we'll kind of talk about that yeah what to do if it's there but then yes yes, how to prevent it how to keep it from so yeah so burnout in the leadership team right and and this is something when i'm talking to people uh as they're growing their business um it's especially on the growing side of things i find it can be very stressful and overwhelming starting out yeah and so like if you are burnt out your staff are burnt out like that's typically uh, what you will see. I, I will say that, but I will say there's an exception there because I think at some I think at some level of that in between is that's part of your burnout is that you're not letting on and you're masking that you're not burnout and like no one knows that you're burnout. Right. There is that part there. I mean, eventually, I think if it continues, then mm-hmm. everyone's burnt out if you're yeah. burnt out. But I do feel like that can add to the feelings of burnout and aloneness and whatnot during that like leading up to it right Mm -hmm. like if you're trying to hide it or you're trying to keep it from everyone and i mean we just had recorded it and so you'll hear that one first is like our expressing concerns and complaints we tie it back to values and so again this is very similar right like i don't think anyone listening to this or watching this is like Oh yeah, you know what? My my value is to have a burnt out company. Like that that's not a goal of anyone. And so like we just need to be aware that like if I'm feeling burnt out, then I'm setting up an environment where it's possible 
for others to be burnt out and and it probably is going going to happen and so in my you know experience <clears throat> it, it typically is is if leadership is burnt out um then then the staff are also burnt out as well and it just kind of it, it goes down right uh yeah, at least they're uh, feeling yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I have to keep these uh, podcasts clean because we have uh, we checkbox that it's clean and it's uh, okay for people to listen. So poop rolls downhill. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. I uh, you know, so that that's kind of where it's gonna go, and um, so that's just something to be aware of. So if you're stressed and burnt out, you know, maybe you're not handling situations the best that you could. If you were otherwise not burned out. And then you apply more pressure to staff and, and then that causes more stress and then that results in burnout. It, it's just it's going it's inevitable. Um, so it's it's really important that you're aware of it. And then we need to move forward and moving forward is changing the mindset of the company. Um, and then again, you know, we've talked about it Uh number of times values right like this goes back to your mission statement i'm gonna get a sign like says value and then like throughout the podcast i'm just like, values yeah, yeah. and like shut yeah and so values right so april's taking this on for three pi squared right she has her two courses on values-based leadership, highly recommend it, right? It's like, my favorite thing right now uh, to do coaching <laughs> on values-based leadership and, for ABA and, companies. And so like, even if you feel as though you have a mission statement and you have your values, I do recommend that you just like talk to April and we're going to put the link to the courses and we're going to put the link to her booking so you can book her and, and talk to her, but just like um, talk to her about okay, this is where I'm at. Where do I go next? Right. And just, um, I heard this this morning on another podcast, but when you're in, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. And I thought that was kind of a good expression. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, I think that's similar to like what I said last time. It's like, you know, with the boiling pot thing that mm -hmm. I so messed up during what we just recorded a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of times you don't know until the level of drama right. and putting out fires is so intense right. that it's consuming all the parts of your work day or outside of work too. And so like, how do you recognize that before it gets to that point? Right. Yeah. yeah. Obviously it's hard to. Yes. Yeah. So getting somebody on the outside, like having a mentor, I, I highly recommend. And I wouldn't recommend anybody else but April on this. Well, so, I mean, oh. you kind of have to say that. <laughs> Uh, but she is awesome. And, you know, what else can I say? Uh, well, thank you. So, <laughs> and so creating a leadership team is really important. And it's this it goes across the board. I like, you know, we're going to be talking about KPI. You know, we, we talked about quality and and that we say you need a leadership team. We talked about um, the complaints and concerns mm -hmm. that was bringing in a leadership team to help your staff if, if this is their first time. Uh, feeling comfortable enough to express concerns. So really having that leadership team is important. And the leadership team is not just your quote unquote leaders. This is like you want to bring in the billing department. You want to bring in the cleaning department. You want to bring in operations. You want to bring in clinicians. You want to bring in uh, various levels of clinicians. So, you know, newer RBTs, like RBTs that maybe have 1400 hours of time, mm -hmm. BCBAs, like you want to bring in as many people as you can into this leadership team. Mm -hmm. Of course, I also recognize that like 
you're paying these people. So if you've got a staff of five and everybody's on the leadership team, that's that not feasible. Right. But like as you grow, your your leadership team should grow too. So it represents every department as much as possible um, because you want their feedback. Like you, <laughs> you may not want their feedback, but you want their feedback. It, it's important. Uh, I, I feel like that's a really important thing. Yeah, as you grow, I like how you said that. As you grow, your leadership team should grow. Because yeah, yeah, when it's just you, or just you and a, an RBT or is it like, yeah, that doesn't make sense yet. But like have that in your business plan, have that in your model to grow into. Yes. Because I think we were our most successful and we really fit into the culture that we wanted to be when we had someone from every and we were like we grew. But then then I was like, I took it back down smaller mm-hmm. um, as Steven started growing three pi squared. And so like, I mean, we, we didn't have that many staff, but like we still made sure we had someone from every level like represented and we had like you know we had kind of like our our tech who had been there you know for years like a lead tech kind of person we had vcba we had um our billing person we had our admin person that was like super important yeah super important to have in the leadership yeah the the tech piece no totally was like probably i don't know guys like it was even, I can't put like a percentage or number. I'm trying to, but I'm just not that kind of person. Uh, that's not how my brain works. It was just really, really important yeah. because we got a lot of feedback. And and so, but we can talk about that another day. That's something else that we're working sure. on is like how to support support our, our behavior tech. So, yeah. but yeah, just but having even, that leadership team. But even bringing in like your scheduler, like this yeah. can be eye opening to the rest of the team. Yeah. Like how much work is involved in scheduling and like just the frustrations around scheduling like just so that people like the idea of this leadership team is that you're getting you're getting feedback from all areas so that like we can all understand where each are coming from and then maybe we can like without an official process remove barriers from each other because we're like oh wow this is a human being and this job is real hard and if i do this thing a little bit differently it makes their job easier. And and so why would I not do that? Well, right? okay, so when we like we we went through like a season where we had like really bad cancellation rate. And we were like, what is going on, right? And so we we're bringing and we had our leadership team then. I kid you not, several of our techs were like so we had number one, we had like our scheduling person in there and she was like going through the whole process of like how how we did it. Mm-hmm. And then we had our biller and like how she like double checked the time she's and double checked it, making sure that we're like not making any mistakes yep. or like accidentally committing fraud or something. Right? right. And so we had all these pieces and I kid you not, I can see her face right now. She was like, I had no idea. No idea. Yeah. I had no idea. She's like, now I never want to call out. And I'm like, well, that's not, you know, just let's follow. You know, that's important too. Yeah. You do, you know, need these off. But yeah. So, just so being it's transparent. Just, it's, yeah. Just being it's just open. That people don't know. No. They like, I think we assume. And even if they, they do know, know, they forget, yeah. right? And because they've got their own stuff to worry about. Yeah. Right? They're worrying about like getting, I don't know, a million mans from there little client that day or their issues yeah who knows right so it's just good to have that right yeah Yeah. it just opens up the like again it provides feedback from every every department you you learn new things that you may not otherwise learn 
Um, and and then it, it just it, it opens that up and it promotes a team environment. So I, I highly recommend it. And then we already talked about it, but you need company value. Highly recommend having company values. And then it, and it's not just enough to say, well, now I have the values. We got three or four. But you have to implement them into them in your day to day stuff. Yeah. So, again, you know, pu- putting them into every meeting. Right. We talked about in, in the meeting, the complaints and, and concerns bringing in grounding, bringing in checking in, uh, allowing openness in the meeting, uh, allowing everyone to be able to talk before the second, the uh, before anybody gets to speak twice, things like this, uh, you know, are part of your values. And, and so I, I would highly recommend that. Um, and then, you know, the focus has to be on for the leadership team, in my opinion, and as how I look at leadership and, or a manager, whatever you want to call yourself, is it's my job is to remove barriers. That's it. That's that is my job is how do I make it an easier position for the people that are under me that I, I am supporting? That's it. That's all my job is. And so um, we need to focus on removing barriers uh, from providing uh, excellent services um, and then delegating as much as you can again. If you're a one-person show right now, um, then there may not you may not have financially you may not be able to do it right, mm-hmm. and you're just gonna have to push through it. I totally get it. We've been there, um, and and but as you grow, you can't do it all. And you know when I'm working with someone creating their company, that I will ask them like, what is your exit strategy? You need an exit strategy, right? And so. Is your exit strategy, you want this company to flourish without you in the picture and you're going to be on an island somewhere drinking a margarita? (laughs) Or is it the exit strategy is I'm going to work my butt off for the next five years and I'm going to sell it, right? Like, so what is your exit strategy? Uh, We need to know that. And so that is going to be knowing what your, your exit strategy is will allow you to make an informed decision on what it is that you're ultimately going to delegate, right? Because if, if you're delegating the, the director level position, then we need to start working on how we do that. Okay. But if you're not, and you're just like, yeah, okay, I'm fine with being director, uh, but I, I don't want to do billing anymore. I don't want to do the scheduling anymore. That That's a different process. And right. We just need to know it. You're right? like, I love this, and I'm yeah. going to do this until retirement. Yeah. And I, I like the... You know, I'm like having my hand in all the clinical parts of things, but I don't, I don't, I just need to be able to check in mm-hmm. with, you know, billing or whatever. Right. Um, and so it's knowing that. And I think there's something on here, like when we're talking about burnout and leadership, that's not included on this slide. Sure. I probably would have included with like um, boundaries. No, it's in there. Oh. Well, of course it is because you have all the things. I guess I'm feeling self-conscious that people are good. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of putting it on others, I'm taking it myself. But I'm starting to feel self-conscious that I'm like, values, 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 values. Everybody values. If you don't do values, like, you know, whatever. But seriously, part of forming your values and knowing like why you're starting this company, Mm -hmm. why this company is even here, what, what your, you know, your vision for the company, your mission in this moment and like, where are you wanting to go? Like can also, as you're growing it, like Stephen will say, like define your dream job. What are the parts that you see yourself doing for years or at least for a while that you enjoy? What parts do you keep you grounded within this and that you need to make sure you, you know, like if you need to be able to work with a kid occasionally to keep grounded, like mine was like, 
I needed to have face-to-face time with some of these families, some of the parents to like remember why I'm doing this or see a kid every now and then. Because I got to the point where like I was in my office at a desk and I I was like burnt, like what am I, paperwork, right? (laughs) And so so like what is it that you need to keep you going and what's important to you and like knowing your values helps you to know that. But then also like, can it helps you to like know what boundaries and I hear that we're going to talk about that in a minute but like that's also like I feel like delegating like it all kind of works together it's not a first this then that kind of thing it's like okay knowing your values knowing what you want knowing what you're striving for what can you delegate what can you let go of and then um like having those boundaries because I think what happens is so I'm going to talk to those of you who are business owners and who have like single-handedly grown your own business, mm-hmm. right? It's like, this is your baby. This is your project. You're, you've put all your time and effort into this and it's something you've had to, you've had to wear all the hats. Like, sure. unless like, you know, you have a trust fund, you have like, money. you know, unlimited funds that you can hire people from the start. I mean, good for you. Mm-hmm. Then it's hard. Like you get stuck in that. Oh, sometimes. totally. Like, and then you get this mentality and as you grow and you, it's hard to realize that this is, a, you have a choice, right? Like you have a choice. So I think that having a plan and you might not know it all from the beginning, but as you're going, I was talking with someone the other day and I was like, you know, just keep like a notebook or, you know, or a, uh, if you're an electronic person, like keep a little thing on your computer, like just to jot down mm-hmm. as you're doing your day to day skills, jobs, whatever, for running this company, like, what do I like? What do I not like? (laughs) And just keep a running tote, you know? And, and, and so it's there for you. And so then you're like, okay, I'm at the point where I can hire somebody. Who am I going to hire? Am I going to hire billing? Am I going to hire scheduler? Am I going to, you know, hire more techs? Like what, you know, you could, that's even one thing you can look at these and say, what can I take off of my plate that from the, I don't like call, you know, and give this to one else. I just think it, I feel like we've just seen so much burnout in young companies, even up to like year five or something, right? If, if it's the solopreneur, is that the right word? Who's who's built this company mm. from scratch and they're mm. continuing to hold all the things. Yeah, I mean, like like the, the normal person that would be building a company is a bit of a control freak, if I'm being honest. <laughs> And so like, I am totally control freak. I need my hand in everything. Like that's just something that's, that's me. That's who I am. That's, there's no denying it. Uh, and so I have to catch myself and say, well, hold on. Like, is this really necessary? And so, but delegating is still difficult for me. I, I, I have a hard time trusting that anyone is going to do it as well as I would. And I'm probably not wrong in that, right? Like this is my company. Of course, someone that I'm paying hourly or salary is not going to be in it to the depth that I am. Uh, of course, they're not. But can you put the processes in place that allow that person to do the job to the best of their ability without making mistakes? Of course you can. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's where you, you got to let some stuff go. You just you're going to have to or you are going to be burnt out and then your entire team will then be burnt out. It's just right. It, I mean, you just, start dropping balls or yes. your health starts to suffer. Yes. You know, you're like, why do I keep getting sick? And, yes. you know, and then and then it's possible that you realize, wow, I'm I'm doing all the things and I don't really need to be doing all the Correct. things anymore. Right. And, and it's not that you don't need to you. 
you shouldn't be like you, you like it's like you, you can't like you physically it's impossible right right and so you, you shouldn't be working 80 hours a week right again maybe at the start you're pushing through it like you just got to do this but that should not like in year two year three year four year five you should still not like if you're still working 80 hours uh, then you have a problem. <laughs> you, you you are a control freak and you need to stop it. So uh, like delegate, delegate. And, and, you know, we're here, we can help with that. Uh, but again, putting those values in place is going to give you that opportunity to recognize that, oh, wow, this, I am not, I am not living where I want to be. Writing that dream job will let you know, like, okay, am I ticking any of the boxes off my dream job or am I just stuck in the grind? Uh, you know, and there are people, and I, I know people that, that love to be stuck in the grind. They just love to put out fires. It's very addictive to put out fires, um, but that's not your job either. Um, and you're the business owner. You're there to remove barriers permanently and, and not just get stuck in the daily drama burnout. Like, like that's just not, that's not where you want to be. It's not going to be a successful business. Or but, if it is, it's going to be the, to the detriment of, of course. other yes. things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So prevention, right? So if we can prevent this before it happens, then that's where we want to be, right? So we want to try to avoid this. Now, typically, that's not how it happens, is that you recognize that like you're burned out because you just don't want to go to work anymore. Um, but just like we did in the last one or I did in the last podcast, I highly recommend you have a meditation practice. Uh, it can be super helpful. Trauma sensitive uh, meditation is a great place to start. Uh, there are people that have trauma that don't even know they have trauma. You know, as you start a meditation practice, it should be gentle um, and, and you should go slow um, and you know, like this is, it's not, it's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so, you know, giving yourself grace and, and, and recognizing you're a human, um, it, it's really important. And I'd like to add to, I think another thing here, unless mm. it's on another slide, because obviously I did not review these slides mm. before we started okay. talking today. Cause okay. I think boundaries right here. Uh -huh. Um, but, but no, it's like having, I want to say a hobby. I don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be a hobby, mm -hmm. like per se, like building model cars or whatever, right? Legos. Like, Legos, yeah. So we, <laughs> Steven loves his Legos. But um, but having some kind of hobby, having something, like whether it's going for a hike in the woods, whether mm -hmm. it's, you know, listening to music or gardening or crossword puzzles. I don't know anything coloring. <laughs> I recently have really enjoyed coloring and my son and I will like color together sometimes. And it's like a nice little brain break, right? Mm -hmm. So even finding ways to move your body or to like rest your brain or doing something that brings you joy that's outside of your company. Yeah. Even in the beginning when you feel like you don't have time to do that, do like it. take five minutes yeah. a day, like yeah. put it in your calendar, schedule it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Even if you have to take something off of your plate to be able to put this on, like it's super, super important. And it also can help you stay grounded and, and remember there's a life outside of your company as well. Yep. And so boundaries, it, it, it is absolutely okay to say no, right? We have to be able to say no. And this again goes across the board for the team. There has to be some ability for the staff to say no. Now there needs to be justification around right. the no, but like, like, is it an unethical situation? Is it, 
You know, is it is it not uh, working? Is it not promoting a company value? What is it, right? What is the reason for the no? Mm-hmm. But we, we need the ability to say no, right? And then we can have a conversation right. and maybe the no turns into a yes, yeah. but like there needs to be that ability to say no. Or maybe it sets up a, a need for clear expectations. Yeah. To be able to like clearly define business hours what, what you're or, asking, you know yes, and like yeah. we talk about like having um company devices and not mm-hmm. having um staff use their own devices and like so they they're not giving out their personal number right. so when they're off the clock and that goes for you too you like too, yeah owner, put, don't, put your yeah, phone yeah, in the drawer yeah. and lock it but have a business number and a personal number right. like, don't yeah. have your personal number be your business number i mean i'm sure i've said it on this podcast probably or at least in some of the classes for the membership like probably several times but like it was so scary for me to set a cutoff time. Mm-hmm. Like we were well into year two, I would say, because Willis, our son, was like a toddler. Mm-hmm. And he was at that age where he was needing my attention more and more in the evenings, right? And it was really scary for me to set a time for to be done for work. But I was finding it was just, it was necessary. And we were no longer in a position where we were working with some at-risk cases where we were kind of on call. Right. And so we no longer had that contract. So we were able to kind of, we were doing more of the basic early intervention type of thing. So we could turn off work at a certain time and it was okay. And so, but it was hard to do that and to stick by it. Yeah. And and I remember I had a call from, or a text, I can't even remember now, I think it might've been a text from one of the BCBAs and she had this really important question. And I'm like, okay. And she asked me her question. It could wait till tomorrow. It could wait probably till next week. Like it was, it was nothing like emergency. And so I, I like took a deep breath and I like gritted my teeth and I was like, we can talk about this tomorrow at nine o'clock because I knew we were already gonna we were gonna have a meeting tomorrow anyways with all with all the BCBAs, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she got frustrated. She got irritated with me. She did not like it. And um, but then she also came back later and she was like, "Wow, I really respected that that you." You had, I see, I see what you're doing. I see, you know, you putting boundaries in place. And then that built into us having the culture for our BCBAs. We're like, yeah, no, like you're not answering texts and emails and phone calls from techs and parents and whatnot, like all hours of the night have work hours and turn it off. Um, and it was scary to do, but it was like one of the best things I ever did. Like, and then I was able to pretty much keep up with that boundary of turning work off at a certain time, or at least accept, you know, taking in calls and emails and phone calls from other people. Sure. You know. sure. And again, like this is going to depend on you. So April had a boundary and like the boundary was, while it was for her, it was probably more for the employees to feel like they could shut it off. But yeah. at the same time, like if you're loving it, then you do you, right? right. Like, Your boundary I, may look different. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's that's you. If you're if you love Sunday mornings, you're responding to emails, you do you, right? But then just that's just something to be aware of, right? Like it's it, this is to prevent the things on the first slide, right? So like if if it's not preventing those, then don't do them, yeah. right? Does um, that match where you want to yeah, be? Yeah. And, is and it, so yeah. there's no one size fits all for this. That's really all I'm trying nope. to say here. No. Nope. Um, and then give yourself self-compassion and, and then expect the same from others. 
I don't personally like self-compassion that I don't like that phrase. It's just compassion for me. Like you would want the same for yourself as you would for others. And so compassion is for everyone, yourself included. Uh, that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. And I feel like that's how you say it here. Like give yourself compassion yeah. and expect yeah. the same from others. It's yeah. just like, it's like allowing for humanness yeah. and, and just meeting people where they are. And, and it's, I think, um, I'm kind of excited. I want to dive into that more in a later, in a later class. Cause I think it's something that we could benefit from like further defining what that means and like what that would look like in a company. Um, because sometimes I think people feel like compassion also like is opposite of keeping your boundaries yeah, totally and it's um, not and it's not you can do both yeah you can have you can have you can't have compassion without boundaries you, you can't you have like, to have boundaries yeah yes. but you also can have compassion and still keep your boundaries and not let somebody walk away it's not it's not that we're like saying a get out of jail free card that people can do whatever they want i think sometimes that's the connotation that compassion in a workplace had yeah, no, almost like a gentle parenting, like yeah, a submissive, no. like a per, was a permissive. Yeah, it's yeah. not permissive no. parenting, permissive leadership. It's more like clearly communicating boundaries, being open, accepting mistakes, learning through mistakes, like mm. grow, growth mindset. It's like it's very much um, holding each other accountable Absolutely. too. Like yes. it is so. Yeah. yeah. No. Like when I when I what I was saying wasn't that you have to have boundaries if you're going to be compassionate. No. Like. The definition, my definition of compassion includes boundaries. Like, like you cannot be compassionate without applying boundaries. Like, you're not being compassionate if you don't have boundaries. Well, because it's so, like it's also respecting other people's yeah, boundaries. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it, it, it's accepting boundaries. It's saying you're allowed to say no. Right, like that is being compassionate. And even I, though I might be like, I like it, I'm gonna allow you to say no. Exactly, yes. All right, and so, you know, like shutting off the work devices at the end of the day, right? Again, you know, technically burnout is not like, um, uh, is home related stuff, but like doom scrolling on Facebook is not gonna help you. Just shutting off devices is a good idea. That's something that I need to do better at myself. So like, you know, shutting off the device um, when the workday is done, when you have set your workday. And so again, you get to set your workday. Mm -hmm. So your workday may be different than mine. And so I may not like your workday. You may not like mine. You may like to work in the evenings where I like to work in the mornings. That's totally fine. But when you have set your workday, then shut it off, right? And then asking for help, asking for help and allowing others to ask for help. Uh, talking to supervisors and advocating for yourself, right? Th these are important things and letting others advocate for themselves. So again, this goes back to expressing concerns and complaints, right? Like we need this place to be, uh, this environment to be open. We need to feel like our opinion matters. We feel we need to feel important when we come here. We need and to accepted. feel like we're, yeah, yeah. accepted and, and that we're, we're making a difference, right? All of these things are super important. Well, and, and that you matter, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so, and... and I think there was something in there with asking for help that like mistakes, like learning through mistakes and being mm -hmm. okay with mistakes is, mm -hmm. is like a thing, right? Because asking for help can be so hard. Okay. And I think that sometimes we set it up to be hard within. Yeah, I think it's probably this culture that we live in is it's uh, asking for help is can it leads to vulnerability and, and that's bad, right? Like yeah. it's uh 
Yeah, I mean, because it's like that, like, single-minded, like, uh, independent, like, yeah. mindset of I'm doing it myself versus, like, we're a community doing this together. Yeah. And I mean, and that's that's another thing that's, like, up to you as a business owner and, like, director of how you want to set up the culture of your your business. But, I mean, that's what we've – we really tried hard to set it up as a community that we're all here – helping each other and working together. And we kind of facilitate some of that by like allowing, you know, some techs to like, if one tech was really good at like pretend play or something, and someone else might be, have a hard time with that, Mm -hmm. then we would allow like that one tech to shadow or to hang out with at a session or have like some time in the office to work on that skill together, like peer coaching kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that did start to open up people being more willing to ask for help in areas. Um, but I think to like really listen, I think as as leadership, really listening because people, I think this is just my own random thought and perspective of this, but I think sometimes people ask for help without actually asking of for course. help. Yeah. And so like really, and that's where those like we talked about in our last um, recording that like having that open environment for people to come in and and, and also have an intention. And having it, an yes. intention, yes. yeah, is very helpful. But even, um, you know, thanking people for asking for help, for sure. you know, like kind of allowing it, it allowing yeah, and it. And so like, you know, like, you know, there are ways that you can promote this stuff, but you know, like the mistake of the week, you know, and emailing it out, even if it's yours, right? And saying, look at this, like, now you may want to call it near win or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, there like are, I mean, let's, language yeah. is, that's fine. Let's face right? it, some mistakes are like termination, yeah, you know, like, there's some really of important course. mistakes that like, can't be made of, right? Yes. But just having that growth mindset within yeah. those like day to day small things, like yeah. throughout, like, as we're all learning, and I mean, all learning, all the different levels of ABA, and and then also like every human that we provide services for are all a little different too. Yep. So, yep. all then, right, yeah. So, and then supervisors, leadership, right? Just be aware if you see changes in your team, right? Your techs or the people that you're you're supervising that you know you talk to them about burnout. Everyone should know at least a general sense of what the definition of burnout is. Um, And then, you know, again, having that meditation process in place will allow you to have a better understanding of what's going on in your body, the emotions, the sensations to clearly know that, hey, maybe I am burned out. Right. Like um, and so that that can help as well. Well, even the check in process. Mm -hmm. Um, at meetings too, mm-hmm. over time, like they can give you so, a yeah, lot of yeah, like, information. Yep, yep. And then too, um, I, I believe we've mentioned this before, but the um, clarity coaching conversations, what you call triple C, which yep. I refuse to call triple C because it's really a four C's in it. But anyways, those are values-based, missions-based like templates or like, you know, you make it your own, but it's like a way, a standard kind of form to go off of to have regularly scheduled check-ins with your staff. It doesn't have to, you know, depending on how things run in your company, that can mean every few months or it can mean monthly or weekly. I mean, we recommend, yeah. Yeah, so we recommend to start with weekly, right? And then you may have some people that just need weekly and then you may have some people that are okay with every other week. Well, and I think it's really important to include text in this. And so that's why I say the the frequency isn't as important because that is where it's harder, especially if you're a large, a little bit larger small company to be able to get FaceTime with text on a regular basis and you're having to pay them outside of their time. So there are a lot of logistics there. 
that even if it's like a quick, even if it's an email, like you have to, you have to make it, you can't always go to like the best case scenario. Sometimes you have to do the best that you can, but it's some kind of check-in. And when you do check-in, like based on your values or based on like, you know, the intention of what specific thing you want to check in on, let's say that you've realized, wow, we're all stressed out and burnt out. What are we going to look at first? What's the first thing that we can change? What can we, what's the easiest thing that we barrier that we can eliminate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like maybe even taking that intention with these check-in processes or the triple C thing to be able to, yes, I called it triple C. <laughs> I saw you smirk. But yeah, so I mean, it's just, it's really about having that open communication really mm-hmm. because it, it just builds off of the communication because- burnout is a real thing and there are all these and i think a big part of the prevention is communicating about it because if you don't know that your staff i mean because pe- some people are really good I'm asking at that. hiding this sure. right or, or they feel like they're supposed to or that's just how they work yeah. right until it's already too late yeah. and they're like quitting right yeah. and really you found out that oh gosh if i would have just like if we could have worked on this and maybe move their start time to 9 30 instead of nine o'clock so they could drop their kids off at school um, and get here in a, I don't know, like it, it could be some little something mm-hmm. that you could have discussed two years ago and you would still have this amazing staff member. Yeah. Yeah. I, I highly recommend these like unofficial, non-formal yeah. uh, communications, uh, than, than just waiting six months for an evaluation. It, it's, um, exactly. uh, I, I do not recommend evaluations. I, I despise evaluations. Uh, so yeah, I mean, having open communication and then, again, using your values for that. You can have it so that it's standardized and it, there's a process. And and the more the more you do it, the easier it gets. Like when I was doing it regularly with my staff, um, three pi squared, it was 10 minutes. It was it was, te- it was 10 minutes. Right. That's the right? thing. Like I mean, if you're staying on top of it, you're doing it on a regular basis. There's not like a, a no. long list of grievances there, no, right? Because you're nothing. just like keeping yeah, up. just right? what happened in those five days, right? And, and that and builds a relationship for absolutely. them to even come to you outside yes. of that absolutely. meeting yes. and be like, hey, could you have 10 minutes yes. uh, tomorrow? I really need to run yeah. on the value or yeah, I'm totally. having an issue or something, yeah. whatever. And, and the feedback was, this is great. Like I, I, I when I come to these things, I don't feel judged. I do feel like I'm allowed to talk. I, I do feel like this is meant for me and to make it easier for me and to make it so that I can do better. And, and so that that's really that's really it, right? Um, so. and, and we definitely have to wrap this up yeah. for today because we're about to head into a live. But um, I do just want to mention quickly that I think another thing that's super important outside of values is like having your um, job expectations very clearly defined. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't just mean like the RBT checklist or the BACB checklist that the BACB puts out. I mean, those are obviously very important pieces. Um, but also looking at your own company policies and procedures and looking at the soft skills that are needed to be good at their job and to, you know, provide quality services. Sure. And so like even making those like checklists for the soft skills and adding them within like just their day-to-day duties that they're supposed to be doing anyways, delivering quality services and use also checking in with those along with the values. Because like when you're able to give very direct feedback based on a very specific thing that they are already should be aware of that is expected of them, then that also opens the door for that communication and, you know, and even can 
like when you're talking about burnout prevention, hey, these are my expectations that you guys have of me working with this company. And I'm finding that when I'm able to fulfill all of these, my burnout goes like, what can we juggle? Like, is there something we can take off my list or is there something we can switch out with something else? You know, so that that I feel like that's like a piece that gets missed sometimes when we're you know, discussing communication is like that can the big compassion there is to have that clear communication of expectation um, and then the value and like tying that together when you're able to have that conversation mm-hmm. because you're communicating really more concretely and directly, I guess. Um, anyways, I just wanted to throw that in there because I feel like it's an important piece. Okay. And, and I would just say take care of yourself. So like you said, get a hobby. <laughs> Go get a hobby. Uh, no, but like, you know, take a day off and, and just yeah. you know, work on you, right? Like go get a massage or something, yeah. right? Like um, catch up on your laundry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, let's face it. Sometimes self-help is not yeah. necessarily fun and joyful. No. But you, it does help to, you know, decrease yeah. that. And, and we're here, you know, book a time with April. Yeah. Again, we'll share the link. Book a time with me and okay. see, you know, if there's something that we can help take off your plate or standardize a process so it's not so crazy stressful uh that's what we're here for and so uh hopefully you enjoy this content as always please uh, like it subscribe to our podcast share it with others we really appreciate it yeah (laughs) i i would love it like reviews please it's super helpful we would like the feedback Uh, yeah, yeah absolutely uh you know if there are any topics or guests that you think we should be talking about please let us know uh and then we have our membership which is how we provide all this free content so if you would like to join our membership we would love it um and yeah so thank you for your time uh hopefully it was enjoyable and we will see you uh next time take care see ya i hope you enjoyed this episode If you'd like to learn more about 3Pi Squared and the products and services that we provide, please go to www.3pisquared.com. And if you enjoy our podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe or add it to your favorites. This way you won't miss any episodes. And you can also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn by searching 3Pi Squared. Thank you so much for listening.